Hello everybody, this is What Do the Animals Want Us to Know? And my name is Miriam Thiel Alberts. And hello, Milia. Milia Brent White from Australia. And today we have a very special animal to talk to. And I believe not so many people have actually communicated with this animal. I haven't. This is this was the first. Um, we're talking to foxes. And um, so, Amelia, do you were telling me that you have something on foxes. I do. I have something I'd like to share. But it's been a really interesting experience the past week and a half in the lead up to recording this. I know that we were delayed recording this because your horse, unfortunately, had um, quite severe abdominal surgery. But I, I've had, um, I had a fox run in front of my car the other night, um, not last night, the night before, we heard foxes calling out in the night and the night before we heard that as well. So we have wild foxes here in Australia and um, unfortunately, sometimes they come and eat my chickens. So, so but the, the dogs, the chickens are locked up safe and sound. We've got a, a really good pen for them. But yeah, the fox consciousness has definitely been very alive in the lead up to this. And they've been obviously gathering around. So I've got a beautiful picture of a fox here. And this is from the Animal, Speak, Animal Speaks book by Ted Andrews. So fox is all about feminine magic of camouflage, shape-shifting, and invisibility. The fox is a totem that has touched almost every society on the planet. It is a totem that speaks of the need to develop or the awakening of camouflage, invisibility and shape-shifting. It is one of the most uniquely skilled and ingenious animals of nature. It can teach these skills to those whose life it enters. That is beautiful, actually. I like that. I have to say that as a child, I was actually quite afraid of foxes because where my grandmother lived, they had uh, rabies. There was a big forest and people were telling these stories about rabied foxes coming into the village and, you know, like you, what you had to do if a fox was coming out of the forest. So I, I didn't really get close to them like emotionally or, you know, that was something that I didn't want to know anything about. And <laughs> close to where my, my horse usually lives, there's like big fields and there's foxes everywhere and they come out and they play on the horse's field. We saw them and they come out when you ride out into the forest, they come and they cross your path. And this is something I've seen, you know, I started seeing them in a different way. Because they're really playful. They're a bit like cats, I think. They're, they're like sort of a mix out of a cat and a dog. And these little cups were running, you know, around the, the, the horses there and, and playing. That was, yeah, I quite like that energy and also connecting to, to the um, foxes. They felt unique in their energy and different. So, um my, my relationship's a little bit the same as yours, Miriam. I used to be terrified of them. Um, I used to have to get wood outside the house when I was a child and I was always afraid the foxes were going to come and eat me <laughs> in the dark. 
<laughs> that was quite an irrational fear. So, <laughs> but I've got like this beautiful fairy jumper. I think I wore it on our second recording with the, with the horses. And it's got this orange fox in it. And the fox is all tucked up in itself. And it's just it makes me think of like nurturing and nesting and, and also being tied in with, with the intuition, which is what it, what it does tie in with as well. Shall we start with the first yes. message? Shall I start today? Mm -hmm. I'll have one. Um, okay. The first fox I um, connected to was a female fox. Um, and actually, this female fox lives where I usually uh, ride out. You know, there's, there's a sort of, there's a canal and there's a, the, a path away and lots of fields. And I have seen her crossing our path. And I asked her what her name was. And she said her name is Pippa Orange, which I found quite funny which make me smile. And this is what she said. Sometimes you don't see the whole picture. Like our burrows or fox's den, you don't see them from the outside. But we have, a whole, we have whole cities underneath the earth where we live. When you meet something or someone, just keep in mind that there might be a whole fox's den behind the facade. So very true. I think this yeah. is something that I kind of it came up for me also, you know, with the with the horse being in the clinic, but you know, something sometimes it can look completely different from the outside than what it is on the on the inside. And I think foxes they have this life somewhere underneath where you you maybe sometimes you see the hole where they where they disappear but you have no idea i don't have any idea what's down there how do they live what is how many foxes are down there how do most people live we don't really know do we it's exactly. a mystery it's like a, a fascinating like I, I just get so intrigued by human psychology and um how different we all are and and we really have no idea unless we're stepping in someone else's shoes what what someone else's life is about we just project our idea of what we think their life is and that's only it's like the brain creates this illusion of who you think a person is it's fascinating thank you fox <laughs> thank you pip up so who did you connect to? So here in Australia, I think it's a little bit different from Europe because foxes were introduced and they introduced them to Australia because of fox hunting. And then they live really well here in Australia, but they kill a lot of native animals and they kill um, like baby lambs and, you know, Anyway, so it's very, um, it, they're pretty much hated here in Australia. Um, so I connected with some Australian foxes and they, they said, um, everyone hates us and tries to kill us, which is true, but we are just doing our best. 
we like we live a nice life here there's plenty of food hunting is part of our nature it is us being our natural selves we're actually quite shy and prefer to hunt from the shadows this kind of sort of when you were telling me this about the uh, introduction of foxes to australia this is again something you know when when you know man tries to you know you know like putting an animal where it shouldn't be in a way it's like only for your your own entertainment or something like that it brings the whole balance well out of balance you know the whole ecosystem and mm -hmm. it's not good for the for the animals there and it's not good for the foxes and it's sort exactly of, <laughs> it's it's They're doing their best yeah because they didn't get asked you know they were just put there and um it's sometimes it's really hard to to understand why humans do such a thing i mean i might go on to my next message yeah. even though normally we it would be you because it just ties in with what we're talking about the next message was we're like you meaning me strangers in this land we make mistakes and cause imbalance but we are just getting on with life people also hunt us and use us as trophies but we aren't going around wearing anything around our necks you love us and you hate us. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, I can really feel that energy of um, wanting to be there and being in this like kind of we're hated, but we still want to be here because we like it here. And and the sort of where do we belong? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I didn't get that feeling from the foxes here. You know, I connected <laughs> to the foxes where, where, where the horse lives and then also to the foxes where my grandmother lived, um, where people didn't like the foxes either because of the, the rabies. And mm. one night when we're having like a barbecue in the garden, there was actually one fox that came to one of the, um, um, the house is a little bit uh, further down on the on the street, like two or three houses down. And he went into the the. Um, it, it was like the big farmhouses. It went into the courtyard. Um, and I remember that story. You know, I mean, people were afraid, but but it, you know, because of different reasons. But. Um, it's you know like just talking about it it sort of brings up this this feeling of um you know being hated being it's it's a bit like being bullied you know being hated for something that you can't change and yeah. like like your your skin color or your nationality and these foxes kind of have the same or a similar um story they're being hated for something that you can't do anything about. Yeah, and there's probably parallels there with some aspects of the feminine as well, you know, even the kind of the witch archetype, because, 
you know, there's like that word for the female fox, which is vixen. Yeah. You know, that has a lot of connotations, like she's a vixen, and it's kind of sexy and sultry, but dangerous as well. And it's, it's kind of like on the outskirts of society. So yeah, there's quite, probably quite a lot of depth in that whole thing. I'll I'll go on and talk to the um or tell you what um a fox said uh who lives in the forest where my my grandmother lived which is a tiny little village in the middle of Germany uh it's called Hessen the area um the village is called Eubach and there's a big forest so the, I connected to a fox and um he was much older and he said his name was Henry. I'm not quite sure whether these animals actually choose these names. <laughs> you know, I just like to like to be polite and ask them what their name is. So maybe this is just for this recording, you know, for the message. I don't know. He lives in that big forest um, where my grandmother lived. That's what he said. When you come into our forest, Inhale deeply and let that precious aromatic air fill your lungs. Our forest can give you healing of your soul. Just take a minute and rest. This is what we do when the sun is shining and we feel playful. We sit in the sun, run and play with each other, and afterwards we feel better. What I really liked about this, he kept saying our forest. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yes, I felt really true. invited. So well. Yeah, and it, it brings to mind um, like they're in their natural environment, that that's the ecosystem that they've been a part of for a long, long time. So yeah. it, everything's adjusted, adjusted to that. So there's that kind of more harmony. I mean, yeah, I, I would say that my messages I got from the foxes are not, not that harmonious. <laughs> They're not that, that pleasant, but, you know, maybe that's a reflection of them not quite knowing, like what you were saying, not quite knowing how they fit in. Like a displaced person, you know, exactly. taken to a place. You know, I keep thinking about refugees. Mm, yeah. That sort of, um, you take a person out of their natural um, environment, their, their home, their country, and you bring them to another place. And even though all they want to do is just, you know, get on with their lives, they're being hated for something they can't do anything mm -hmm. about. And it's yeah. like, what I find interesting is that the same Thing happens not only in in with humans in our world it also happens in in the animal world you know with our you know interfering but it's it, we're not the only ones that deal with that this is mm. what maybe i'm trying to say yeah 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 it's it's an interesting thing um like australia is only just over 200 years old so it, Everyone, unless you're um, of Indigenous Australian heritage, everyone is fairly new here. Yeah. And, and yet um, there, there seems to be quite a lot of division and people forget that they once arrived on a boat as well or in an aeroplane. 
Um, I have another message. So it was kind of, it was all the fox consciousness I was connecting with, but it was the Australian fox consciousness. And this ties in with what we were just talking about. Clever, slinky, adaptive, resourceful. These are all talents that you can use for your own. Us foxes have a way of making it through. We are survivors. They are. And a lot, a lot of immigrants, they're also, you know, they make it, they make it work and um, they make it through the, the challenges of, of why they wanted to leave their homeland. Also, I guess they have, they have to. I think yes, it's, yeah. It's also like with the foxes, they, they had to because they were taken. You know, even though it's not the same, but I think that the the emotions behind it are, bit, you know, similar. Sort mm. of the feelings. Yeah. Maybe it's not even that. Maybe I'm just being reminded of that. Maybe this is something that comes up, and sort of I'm resonating with that and going like, okay, so this is this is interesting to look at the the whole displaced person, refugees, mm. um, you know subject in a different way yeah and also looking um at the human at, at the ability to adapt yeah. so our world's changing very rapidly in many different ways and what humans do best and and what animals that are still here do well as well is adapt i mean humans are actually the best at adapting worldwide like we we've adapted to every climate and live in every climate and it's when we forget to adapt to changes that causes problems because we get stuck in the past and we become rigid inside of ourselves rigid in the body but rigid in the mind as well so it's really important reminder to to be adaptable and to walk forward into um the reality that you're seeing in the now rather than than um holding on to a reality from the past because that is gone and something that um came up for me with the um with the ill horse who's now much better and who's recovering but i had that really strong feeling um you can stop and reset at any moment in your time, in, in your life, you know, this was one of those situations where we needed to stop and reset and start from, it was basically starting from zero. And this is also for the foxes. And this is also for people that, that go to a different place. It's sort of, um, it's not only scary. Sometimes it's also, you know, you're resetting your system. You're not, living in the past anymore you're living in the in in the now and you're starting with a clean slate yeah and this is something that i've taken with me from from that experience is that i can stop and reset i do not have to stay in the past or i don't have to be in the future you know i can be now and um change whatever needs changing mm -hmm. and 
so this ties in with the adaptability. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important. Um, like especially the past couple of months, a lot of people might have noticed a lot of things coming up, a lot of energy changing. Um, for me, everything feels very much in the now. It's, it's like you have to have to do things now. It's adapting, adapting constantly to the now. And even um, I've noticed a few memory glitches. Have you ever heard of the mandala effect? No. It's when um, it's kind of like a quantum effect. So um, what people remember from the past is not necessarily what's been recorded in general consensus. Right. And my husband said something the other day and I was, I was like, but I remember this. And he's like, no, that never happened. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Sometimes my memory can be a bit glitchy. Things just go. But then I had a scenario today on the table as well. And I was chatting to the, to the person I was body talking. And she's going, no, that didn't happen then. That was only two years ago. And I was like, no, that was like six years ago. And I got out my notes, <laughs> my case notes. So there's this very kind of, you know, they call it timeline jumps, time jumps. So there's this, you know, potential for things not to be as the memory remembered. So we just have to adapt to that as well. <laughs> it's, that is interesting, you know, about the adaptability and sort of the foxes showing us this picture you know, what comes up for, for us, for you, for me, um, and what it means. And then also, you know, coming back to us, how are we adapting to this change of planetary activity, the change of energy, the change of the world, the change of the news, you know, how can we adapt to that? How can we, um, and also I think adapt and then go one step further and go like, be resilient because um, we can't do anything about it as well as the foxes couldn't do anything about them being in a certain, you know, area, um, country, you know, environment. So, um, yeah, what can we do to adapt to outside issues? Yeah, I've, I've found, like, non-attachment or letting go to be the the best tool for adapting yeah. and to to breathe and to open more into the present moment even when things are very challenging yeah and look at it this is mm -hmm. something that and go like <laughs> no look at it sometimes you're so afraid of actually looking at a situation because you're so afraid of the outcome that you don't even look at what's happening. And by accepting what is happening, um, you can free up your, your you know, energy or brain because you don't have to be in control anymore. You can say, okay, there, there are numerous outcomes, possible outcomes, but... I'm not God. I don't have to make them. You know, it's like this, this um, looking at it rather trying to, to um, be in charge. Mm -hmm. And so letting go of the outcome, letting go of, of what will be. Yeah. I still have one. Oh, really? 
and then we can wrap up. So this is, this is a fox I connected to and he lives in London. Uh, when I was living in London, there were actually a lot of foxes there. They were living in, in, in the city and in that area where I was living. So this is a fox that lived or lives in the outskirts of London. And this is, this is what he said. It's, it's a male fox. Um, his name is Ollie. <laughs> I think it's so funny how, how I, I channeled these names. So Ollie lives in London. Um, and this is what he says. We have been connected with you all this time. We watch you and we feel you and when we want to help you grow. We hold a deep wisdom that is passed from generation to generation in our dens. When we rummage through your trash, we can see what your life is like. We would like to see more happiness in your trash. Play a little and let the happiness sneak into your life. Yeah. I thought it was really funny that he said he can see how happy we are because of our trash. Yeah, and it gets it gets me thinking about what um, people think make them happy and what the byproduct of that would be, as opposed to yeah, different levels of happiness. To, um, yesterday, I connected with a, a crane, and I got a message from a crane. I put it up in your group. And um, this morning I was like, I'm going to draw a crane, the crane that I saw, and, and I'm just going to share that. And so I got, got out my pencil and I, I found an image on face, on you know, Google of, of what I saw in my mind's eye and then I, then I just visually drew it. And it, it took me 10 minutes. And it brought me a lot of happiness. And if I did that every day, I could put a lot of that in my trash because I could go, oh, yeah, the crane's done. You, know, that you, is, you don't need it anymore. That but, is such a nice idea. Yeah. 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 And we practice. We, and it didn't take very long. And I think for, for a moment, my brain thought, I'm not going to be able to draw this. But then my right brain kicked in and, and just said, just do it. And I did a really good job. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I thought that you, you had done that much earlier or, you know, um, a while ago. And I, it didn't look like 10-minute drawing. So that Just was 10 minutes, very quick. <laughs> it was very nice. And then I was going to get um, there's these amazing, like, aquarelle pencils, which are watercolour pencils um, that you can use this magic brush, like a water brush. Anyway, I was going to colour it in with them. If anyone feels like getting aquarels and a water brush, I'd say that they, that is happiness in the little roll up, <laughs> roll up I, container there. <laughs> Lots of happiness in those pencils. I will try them. I've never tried them actually. So that's the funnest, funnest thing ever. <laughs> so, okay. So this is like a little, what can we do to show the happiness to the foxes yeah. in our trash yeah. or, you know, in general? <laughs> Tell, tell us, tell us what you think your byproduct of happiness would be. We want to hear it. If you listen to the recording all the way to this point, we want to hear what, what you think the byproduct of happiness is.
that is interesting i will think about this actually what i can um you know the byproduct what i can put in the trash to show the foxes my happiness so this was interesting this was wonderful um i found that the energy of the foxes was completely different to other energies that we had connected to and um very deep but still playful um also jumpy a little bit i found that they 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 like to jump from one thing to another thing that was sort mm. of my experience mm. yeah would you like me to do body talk session yeah i've been looking forward to this so um body talks a form of energy medicine it focuses on balancing the body and the mind if you don't feel like joining in this group balance you're welcome to turn the recording off now otherwise continue to listen so my intention is that this balance will include everyone that's listening in tuning into this recording now and anytime in the future so just take a seat placing your feet on the floor if you're driving maybe pause the recording stop the car tune in later just begin by taking a big deep breath and just giving yourself an audible exhale just letting go of any tension anything that's keeping you from the present moment so i'm connecting um, with the fox consciousness in order to help with this balance and what i'm picking up on is um, like foxes are a little bit stinky they've got their own special scent and their own scent glands and i'm being brought to attention that we all have our own unique signature our own unique scent so if we got rid of deodorant we would know a little bit more about our individual scents and our individual vibration but there is a unique expression of you um, that is to do with all of your body processes and we're wanting to work with that unique signature and this expression of uniqueness that is you. So I don't necessarily want to make you more stinky, but it's more just allowing that, um, that expression to come through in daily life. It might be through art, it might be through song, it might be through creative ideas or social, social projects. Who knows? Whatever floats your boat. So I'm looking at a factor in the general environment. This is something on the outside that's affecting the heart center. And we're orientating it to having to go to work. So having to work to make a living. And we're looking at an emotion of resentment as well. So kind of feeling like you're being pushed, you're being driven a little bit and, and, and you, you, you're doing this work and not, there's not as much enjoyment to the work as there could be. So this is affecting the heart centre there.
And we're linking this to the entire spine, the entire spinal column. So the spine's the centre of the body. It, it keeps us um, centred, grounded. It's also about support, solidarity, standing together. And I'm looking at the quality of standing together with yourself. So that's self-unity. So it's, it's backing yourself, backing, backing yourself 100% in whatever expression of being you need to be. And we're going to tap this out. So if you'd just like to put a hand on your heart and then um, just take big deep breaths. I'm just going to write something on a bit of paper. Okay, so big deep breaths. And I'm using myself as a surrogate for you all, so you don't need to worry about doing what I'm doing. This is a general environment balancing body talk. So we're just wanting to disassociate this um, resentment associated with needing to go to work from the heart center. So keep breathing. And now tapping over your head. So fingers spread out wide, tapping over the top of your head. And then on your heart, anywhere up and down the sternum. And then tapping on your gut brain, tapping over the navel area, big deep breaths. Just letting out a breath. Big, long exhale. And just tapping over the top of the head again. And just do that short, long exhale. And tapping on the heart. And on the tummy. And if you feel like you just need to wiggle around a bit or move your shoulders, just do what feels right for you. And we will conclude the body talk balance there. So um, body talk, you might notice a subtle change. You might notice something significant, like you might need to drink more water or sleep after receiving that balance. So it is mini balance, but small can be powerful, as we know from talking to the animals. Thank you so much, Milia. This was lovely. Again, I really look forward to these uh, group balances every week. So. Um, Thank you. Thank you for your messages. Thank you, foxes. And um, yeah, we will see you next time with birds. Spiders. Oh, it's spiders. spiders next week. Okay, sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> so, let's see what comes up then. Looking forward to that. Spiders are um, a shadow, shadow um, power animal. So, I think everyone would be very well advised to tune into our spider podcast. It's going to be special. Thank you very much, Milia. And uh, we'll see you 
or you you'll be listening to us um next time so um take care until then and bye bye <laughs>